It's the Permatorium with Beth Willie. If I'm on a first date, I'm going straight for the boobies. And diarrhea. What do you think Anne Hathaway's diarrhea looks like? Permatorium. Listening to a lot of DMX lately. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of the Permatorium. <laughs> we got we got Berm the Perm. We got Beth Willig. We got Kyria and our special guest Ralph Stain, <laughs> fashion designer for the super obese. Ralph is going to be on the show in a few minutes. He's in the green room, which is about four feet away from me. And he's going to be on the show, and he's going to be um, talking to us about his clothes that he's designed for the Super Obese. <laughs> what? And we also have DMX here. What? <laughs> who has written the greatest line in the history of music, which is, rip your butthole out of place. It's a dirty job. Stop a mud hole in your face, motherfucker! Rip your butthole out of place! It's a dirty job, but I just love doing it. What? Here comes the Oh, okay. So, introduction's complete. <laughs> Our cocktail is... Well, we have a plug. Rather divergent a lot of this cocktails. evening. Lots of cocktails going on. Lots. Let's let Beth Willie take over what uh, he's... Sipping at it right now, um, which, uh, to, to paint a picture, it's out of a pint glass that is being held by a koozie <laughs> from Berm the Perm, and the koozie has a uh, palm tree on it. <laughs> so, what what, is, what are you drinking? It's a blonde ale from a brewery called Captured by Porches. We're also drinking their sour apricot ale, and this is a plug for Captured by Porches. Got some good beers, but... The problem is their staff. Wait, I w- hold on. This is a Portland brewery? It's a Portland brewery. I'm going to give them a shout out. But and they I'm got also- their little food cart. I gave Please. them a rose. I'm going to give them a thorn now. Okay? <laughs> so the, here comes the thorn. I went to get it, and I got it, and the guy who was pouring my growlers was so mean for no reason. What What was mean, though, about he, what he did? Every answer, everything I asked him, he goes, yep. Yep. Cold. Oh. He was a jerk. I He's jaded already, yeah. and he's still working at a food cart it truck. <laughs> it was a ginger beard. You better trim that ginger down a little bit. Put that full in ginger, ginger Clown 3D. <laughs> ginger Clown 3D starring Tim Curry. Got to plug that, too. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking. That's my cocktail. Ralph Stain, designer, fashion designer for the Super Obese, is drinking the same thing. Yup. <laughs> Two different. We, there's the, the blonde, and then the, there's the sour ale. And then Berm the Perm has created a cocktail for the evening. And the name for this cocktail for the evening, in honor of me learning today for the first time that one of the Wachowski brothers is now a Wachowski sister. I had no idea, <laughs> even though this happened apparently a year ago. Tonight's first cocktail, it has a nice, uh, it's got what, some 
raspberry or cranberry in an apple. It's got a nice pink tinge. Tonight's cock and it's got some gin in it, some tonic. It's it's beautiful. It's feminine looking. Tonight's cocktail is called Lana's First Period. (laughs) (laughs) In honor of Lana Wachowski, formerly Larry Wachowski. Lana's first period. Well, I'm glad you guys are drinking it and not me. It's delicious. I already drank mine, actually. I'm back to the sour. Is it salty tasting? (laughs) It's confused. Speaking of periods, we saw Fiona Apple last night in concert. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible tone. She comes out and she says, oh, the show's starting late because I needed a... Uh, because I, I just got my period today and I was in the studio and I couldn't find a tampon. I needed a tampon. So she was just like, <laughs> like, so she was just such a burst of energy. I had never heard her speak in an interview or anything before or didn't know what to expect. And she was a little spitfire. All right. New topic. Jonah Falcon, biggest penis in the world. Judge Genital has just arrived in the room. Uh-oh, Judge Genital's here. It judge was in- Genital wants to judge. Uh-oh, in the news recently, this uh, the, the world's largest penis belongs to a man named Jonah Falcon, and he was recently frisked by TSA, and they there was a big hubbub because they thought he had something. He was trying to smuggle something in, in his pants, and the only thing he was smuggling in was that big, big, long wiener. Man, I've had this problem so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the airport, you guys don't have this problem when you fly? Every time I fly. So I we, look, I had it. we looked up some stats. Jonah apparently has a nine-inch dong flaccid. Are you presenting this to the court? (laughs) Go on. Go on. When erect, 13 inches. But to backtrack, I cannot think of anything grosser than looking at a 9-inch flaccid wiener. Yeah. Gross. Like, you can brag all you want about having a 13-inch dog, but you better at the same time say, Yeah, I got a 9-inch sack of flappy gross skin. Would you prefer if it was like 4 inches flaccid? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that'd be much better if it goes from 4 to 13. Yeah, Yeah, then it's a much more... What do you consider flaccid? Like, did he just have an erection and then it went down? You want want a respectable ratio. Right. And nine to thirteen, big deal. That it's like thirteen. That I'm. A, that's insane. So you would like four flaccid to thirteen? Yes. Erect? Yeah. Yeah. Like a transformer. I want to see like some crazy that. shit happen. I wanna you want to watch it grow all night? But I guarantee no one wants to look at a nine-inch flaccid penis. No, that's looking at a that's piece like of a duck, spaghetti or a duck wiener. That's how yeah. duck wieners are. Yeah. I saw ducks mate in my front yard as a child in Florida. On accident. They were just, every now and again, (laughs) ducks would just appear. They'd go from door to door like beggars. And so one day these ducks were mating in my front yard and ducks have like these long like noodle dongs. And they're like this long and they like have a mind of their own and they find their way into the cloaca of their mate. And they, they just like, they're noodly and they crawl around and they're crazy. And that's how, this, how, that's how. You're out of order. This has nothing to do with the case. (laughs) Judge General needs evidence. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. So we're reading the article and they go, you know, look down at the bottom for pictures of Jonah Falcon, blah, blah, blah. And so we're going through the pictures. The first picture is of his face. And you're like, mm, okay, normal so, looking guy. Yeah, normal looking guy. He, he's, not, he's not ugly. He's not a babe. Could go either way. Next picture, 
He's it's like him and he's wearing yellow spandex shorts mm-hmm. with his like long wiener down one of the legs. Well, I think he was wearing some uh, Ralph Stain. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think that that shorts or that shirt was Ralph Stain. Definitely. We'll have to ask him when he comes on. Okay, okay. But anyways, he's got these yellow spandex shorts on. Above the shorts, what is hanging over? A giant gut. Like, yes. Hello, you have the world's biggest penis. No wonder and you're not... it probably evolved because but... it had to get out of the gut. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's it like was buried underneath. If there's anyone that should be working out and proud of what they have, it's Jonah Falcon. He's like just let it let his body go to seed. He like doesn't care. He's got a huge gut, got a big dong. Apparently, it doesn't matter because all these like people proposition him to have sex with them men or women doesn't matter he does it for money but doesn't care he doesn't consider himself a prostitute blah 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 but he was gross looking who cares mm-hmm. if he's got a 13 inch wiener he's a fat gross guy and i think he like lives with his mom and like order in has- the court <laughs> judge genital has come to a ruling <laughs> jonah falcon your genitals are guilty of being extra large and you are guilty of not taking care of your body <laughs> You will tuck in these genitals, or your gender will be a reassigned. <laughs> oh, I know what the penalty should be that uh, Larry Wachowski's junk gets gets attached to him. I know Larry. I reassigned him. What did they do with Larry's junk after he reassigned? Uh, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next topic: the terror of making phone calls. Mm. Mm. I don't fall into this. Kyria does. Phone phobic. Re- I was recently talking to Ralph Stein, and it came out that Ralph Stein also mm. has phone phobia, which I've. Well, long- let's bring him on the show then and have him talk about it. He's here. Ralph Stein is here let's in the bring room. Him out. Fashion, the whole time. <laughs> fashion designer for the super obese. Is here. Well, that in... makes okay. Let's find out. Ralph Stane. He's here in the room. We were talking before the show in the green room, and we realized that we both have phone phobia. There is not to me nothing worse than having to make a phone call. Like Beth, Willie, and I share a cell phone, mm-hmm. and I think our minute allowance is like four hundred and fifty. And we never come anywhere close. It's always like 150 minutes that we but use every like month. But we're like so loaded up with text messages. <laughs> like we, a thousand texts a day. We hate talking on the phone. Yes. And if I know I have to make a phone call, it involves making notes, detailed notes beforehand of that include my name, my phone number, things, all the things I'm going to say to the person or if I get the answering machine. And of course, you're always... Praying to God that you get the answering machine so you don't have to actually talk to a human Everybody feels human like being. this. Because people don't like talking and to so each other, other anymore. other people are like this, apparently. Oh, it's... burn the perm, shaking his head. No, it's all these texts. I disagree. Yeah. You're not afraid of talking? I uh, hate a long talk on the phone. I pray that they answer, actually. You do? Yes. You don't want the voicemail? I don't want the message. I, if oh. it goes to voicemail, yeah. I just hang up. I don't Me generally too. leave voicemails. Me too, because I don't, I don't believe they'll check it. That's why I don't leave this it. Is... I don't like the fact that it's on record. Oh, that's like even more paranoid. Oh. 
I, I, when I, when, when I get the voicemail, I'm always like so relieved. It's like, ha ha, yeah, I don't have to do this for you. I don't have to perform this fake message. I, you know, they're whatever I was going to talk to you about because I get like anxiety when I'm talking to someone on the phone because it, it feels like you're being like the organ grinder and the monkey and you have to perform and you have to keep thinking of all these things to say even though you just want to be like all right that's an uh, then that's hang what up, i feel like or, with the message man yeah i feel I'm like saying. it's a green light the second that you gotta leave the message it's like the on-air guys going uh, go yep exactly <laughs> dead silence and you're like oh this has got to be good this is how they'll remember me well, Last I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. like though on some people's phones. You call and you start leaving me- a message, and then like ten seconds into the messages, it'll be that voice comes out and be like, "If you're satisfied with your message, then hang up." Or blah, blah, blah. And, and and then it's like, "But if you're not, you can re-record." And I'm always like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna re-record that message." How many times do you I'll, do it? I'll, I'll do it five or six times. It's like, oh, because then you don't feel pressured at all. Is that you an can just option? Keep re- it's an option. Some, Most phones no, have some it. Some people might out and hang up to. Fast. No, I don't you know. Who yeah, does this. You can do as many takes as you want. No, not you can be up all, there all day. hundred takes on that. Not all service providers <laughs> do that. Their phone service. I don't I feel know like who most does people this. Do it. No, but sometimes it just cuts you off prematurely. <laughs> like they can sense how nervous and terrified you are, so they're like, "We're going to give you another chance. Look, just stop trying. We're going to just start over. This is so horrible." Like they have the little elf in the machine listening, and they know it was so bad. Your message, it was so pathetic, and you're such a terrified loser <laughs> that you suck at life that you should just start over. And I love that. <laughs> so I do. I keep starting over. I like in the movies how they never say goodbye. They just hang up. If you start watching movies, there's never a goodbye. There's never that, like, goodbye, 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 goodbye. There's, like, four goodbyes everyone gives. And they just somehow... They say their last thought and then they just hang up. It's true because goodbyes can last twenty five minutes sometimes. Yeah. You say bye and then you go you somewhere else. Up. No, you hang up. You hang up. <laughs> oh, I haven't done that in years. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what else movies don't do? Never. This is my main pet peeve. It's they never it show the nev- penis. It would. <laughs> I don't know what movies you're watching. <laughs> I don't know. This would not add to any movie, but this has never been done before. When people in a movie, a non-porno, I'm just talking about regular movies. When people in a movie, they meet and they have sex. A lot of times, the sex scenes are like they're making out and they didn't, they didn't see it going here, and all of a sudden you find they're having uh-huh. sex. Blah blah. blah. It's we're so passionate and everything. They never show afterwards, like yeah. right afterwards. They never like, show it accurately. Yes, if they do show it, it's there's a consummation and uh-huh. there's some some <gasps> orgasms. <gasps> blah blah blah. But they never show. <gasps> They never show right after with the with the poor girl all dripping out. <laughs> <laughs> the run to the bathroom. Run to the bathroom or she's like, Oh, oh, can you pass me some toilet paper perhaps? And I'm like, dude, there ain't no toilet paper in here, bitch. Go get in the bathroom. And so like her like hobbling to the bathroom trying to clean up, blah blah blah. Well, this is you never see that in a movie this is the lady who's having it with no condom in the movies they're always using condoms they never yeah. show no but they People never show condoms. them put condoms on in sex scenes i, I, I want a movie where they show them put the condom on and <laughs> yeah. then they do it <laughs> okay no this is my dream movie they they've just they're very passionate you know about each other they're clearly gonna have sex it's the first time they're gonna have sex they're making out blah blah blah, blah, blah. right before they actually have sex she gives him the whole the, the whole quiz about 
STD testing, all that stuff. Are you clean? When is the last time you were tested? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You know, Kyrie, you did not give me this quiz. This is your maybe future self quiz, your... No, we discussed... I feel like some things were discussed. We didn't discuss anything. No, no, some things were she discussed. She asked if you ate a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some things were discussed. And I remember um, at in uh, in college, going to the gynecologist, like the school gynecologist, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from school health insurance. And they were like, is, oh, is your sexual partner, had they had any partners before you? And that was the first time in my life that I thought like, oh, fuck. I could have a ton of STDs right now. Because you didn't ask those questions. You didn't ask those questions. You should have asked those questions. And I would have told you. I had everything. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was so dumb. All right. Moving on. Next topic. Red Toms. Red Toms. Uh, I, I'm hoping our uh, Ralph, Ralph Stain, Stain can, is going to know a lot about Red Toms. Fashion expert can chime in on this. Red Toms. All right. So we know about these shoes, Toms. They're they're trending right now. Everyone has a pair of fucking Toms. Everyone you see. The thing that gets me about Toms are that I mean it's supposed to be very like progressive. PC for every pair of Toms you purchase, we donate a pair to like a third world country or blah, 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 blah. The thing that I don't get though is like everyone, you're spending like $60 to buy a pair of Toms. $50, $60? That's about how Burn much the they perm. cost. From the perm seems to know. He'll how know. Much He'll per- know. How He's much wearing them right cost? now. He's wearing socks. Those are called <laughs> socks, not Toms. Uh, no, I was just. I was cringing because fifty dollars isn't doesn't seem like really that much to me Whoa. for a pair of shoes. Have you seen hold what? On, to, wait, have on. you seen what Tom's look like? Oh no, I know exactly oh, what Tom's oh. look like. I've I thought about buying a pair a few months ago, but um, and you're exactly right. They are fifty, sixty, right in that range. They're like a little. But I will admit that the, that the last pair of shoes I bought were significantly more expensive than that. And oh, shit. But no, no, no. All I'm saying, though, is what you're... Like, I've got no problem. I've spent $100 on soccer shoes throughout my whole life. You, you got know, to once play to play. One, once every year or once every two years, I spend $100 on soccer shoes. That's not a big deal to me. Toms are like three pieces of fabric that have been sewn together by, by a little... A, cr- a little Asian crack baby. But they claim to be PC or whatever. So... Maybe like an 18-year-old Asian crack baby okay. is sewing together the Toms. And so they, they put them together and they charge $60. And then they're trying to say, oh, but we donate a pair for every pair you buy and everything. But it's like, that's nice. It still costs you $1 to make those two pairs of shoes. So you're clearly, you have a $59 profit. And no one sees Toms as like this evil empire. Well, as someone in the industry, I would just like to say that I don't believe in third world countries. Oh, Ralph Stain. <laughs> I wonder. It's going to cost him a lot to like buy the fabric. For, Where you is... know, if he needs like 100 yards to make like one pair of pants for one of his super... Right. I can't wait to hear about where Ralph Stain is sourcing his material. <laughs> but I will just say, of all Toms, now I was just in San Francisco doing some trend watching. And Red Toms... On females, they everywhere totally saturated the market. In San Francisco, every other female everything has red toms. There. Portland, maybe every fifth female has the red toms and everything. But it's like you just when what when do you stop? It's like if you're a female and today you're going to buy red toms. Why are you going to buy red toms when half the people you know have the red toms on? Tipping point, man. I don't know. It's so weird because it's like. And I know, and I'll see Tom's on the shelf, and I'm like, ooh, this is cool, uh, I'm too poor, I can't spend $60 on a pair of shoes. But it's like, why? Just because everyone else has them. There's still, like, these little, like, 
flappy little like poor person no shoes. Nothing yeah, shoes. like the what freaking, kind of soul support they got. They look like the kind of shoes that like the servant, the Asian servant in a Columbo episode uh-huh. would like wear, and while they're eating the food. The the deadly. So why are they? Fish. Why does anything get big in fashion? That's it's. I don't know. It's the tipping point. Once it gets to that just, level, and everyone wants it because everyone else has. But it. But then once everyone has it, why keep buying them? But people still are. Eventually. I will never buy red toms. Mark my words. Okay. Don't get me any red toms. Anymore. What about blue toms? No. She I'm can't not, afford any I've of these. I've never toms. owned toms. I don't want to buy toms because. Just on principle, there are a few pieces of fabric sewn together, and they're charging sixty dollars. You can practically make your own. A- exactly. Right. Shit. I can't make no. I can't make no Asics gel eleven sixties. No, but I no, could can't. probably make a Tom's if I tried hard. Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. Looking at my shoes right now, Kyria, what do you think? Berm the firm has presented a shoe to us, and he's asking us to estimate how much the shoe would cost because we think. 60 bucks for fucking Tom's is a rip-off. These shoes, they these actually have a rubber sole. So, all right, I mean, like a thicker sole than Tom's. So, this is already a little more advanced. The brand it, that she's looking at right now is called Clay. C-L-A-E. I've never heard of it. So, to me, it could be from Walmart. Established 2001. Mm, Walmart was before then. So, it's not Walmart. But for all I know, see, Clay, it don't matter nothing to me. I don't know what that means. And guess what? It's on the sole. Ain't no one ever going to see that. Um, den- they're like denim, kind of. They're like cotton that looks like denim. Uh, they've got laces. <laughs> they've got an insole. Uh, I- no, I I think they cost $3 to make and that they retail for $75. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, I guess in the mid fifties. Let's see. I want to pay more than. 60. Oh, they're called the Ellingtons. Ellingtons by Clay. Don't know. I don't know anything about the shoe. I can't comment. I'm not the fashion expert. Ralph Stain <laughs> is the fashion expert. Ralph. Let me tell take us a look you, at these. Yeah. Well, one thing the problem no, the, is no, the construction quality. Though Ralph the, is not used to a shoe this narrow. Yeah, no, the shoe is too small. The super obese cannot yeah. wear a shoe like this. Most of my fabric is uh, sourced from parachute. <laughs> 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 I'm not really sure what this fabric. <laughs> I'm not really sure where this fabric comes from. <laughs> Ralph State is at a, a, a loss for words. He's he's overwhelmed by the he's smallness of this shoe. He's, he's like wondering if this what is a shoe for a child. Is this is this a shoe you would design for a super obese child, Ralph? Well, maybe, but much shorter. I've never seen a shoe so long but narrow at the same time. This is like Elliot meeting E.T. <laughs> In fact, I don't think this is real. <laughs> Much like third world countries, this this is a joke. All right, where's the big reveal? So wh- where's the shoe from? What store was this purchased at, for starters? Those were an online purchase. Oh, uh, a guy doing not, the online shopping. Interesting. They are not carried in very many uh, stores. Okay, so what, what attracted you to these clays? Uh, I was just in need of a new pair of shoes. A new pair of shoes, and I knew kind of, you know, what kind of style I was looking for. Um, and these ones just kind of struck me, and I kind of ordered them without even looking at how much they cost. Because I was like, you know, it's a pair of shoes. I don't, 
you know my favorite it customer can't, it oh, can't be that. big time it can't be that bad and then later on I, and then i i realized sort of later how expensive they were it's like oh okay that was a little more than i wanted to spend on a pair of shoes but you know hopefully they work out really well and have they you have. ever thought about becoming obese <laughs> <laughs> No, tell me more. (laughs) All right, so I got to know. My guess is, because I'm getting the impression that these are expensive and that they're more than Tom's. I think he's tricking you. These shoes cost $18. No, they're going to be more than $60, so I guess $75. But now you really just can't tell. Right, so looking at a shoe. These shoes, the pair cost $90. Whoa. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, bro, you got... If he was a fat man, I could get $200 easily. (laughs) I mean, Price yeah, is proportional it's... to weight in my business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I've spent more than that on shoes before, not just dinking around shoes. Not me, but I will say I had the mother load of shoe jackpot last week at a vintage furniture store. Eight dollars shoes. I I found a pair of shoes and I thought they were really cool. And I looked at the bottom and they're they're all vintage old shoes and um. You know, they don't give a shit. They don't put tags on these kind of shoes. They take the silver marker and they write the price on the bottom of the sole. And so I look at these awesome shoes and they were $8. And, like, I can never find shoes that fit my feet because I have really narrow feet for the size of my... I have eight and a half size feet, really narrow, odd-shaped feet. And so I, like, getting old vintage shoes is the way to go. No shoes nowadays are narrow enough for me. Anyways... So these were shoes for $8. I'm like, I can't pass that up. That's and a I good keep, deal. And so I'm standing there trying, Mom, I'm getting these. I'm keep, I keep looking at the shelf. I see another pair of shoes I like. All heels. You I, can't I, find I can, high heels. I can barely narrow walk in high heels, You can't too. find narrow high heels. No, but these are like a, a mid-height high heel, and so I can actually walk in these. I see this white pair. I'm like, oh, damn, these are really nice, too. I look at them, $12. It's like, oh, I can't not buy these. I try them on and everything, and so now I'm up to $20. I'm on two pairs of shoes and then I'm about to leave and then I see a third pair of shoes (laughs) and they were they were like light pink vintage a little um open toe cool shoes I look at the bottom of the sole how much is this pair how much what do you guys think nine dollars six (laughs) dollars I, I spent like twenty six dollars on three pairs of like vintage high heels. You can't That's beat a great that. Deal. Can't you got, beat that. You uh-huh. You're working it. Mm-hmm. I think we should bring Ralph Stain out and ask him some questions. Can we get Ralph Stain in here from the green room? Ralph, I'm back from. Oh, bathroom. Ralph is in the room now. I was tardy. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have uh, now. We have a couple questions that we want the audience to get to know Ralph a little bit. I would like, like no... to introduce Ralph Stain and his work, though. Okay, I don't know if people about... realize realize Ralph Stain and the accomplishments he's made in his fashion. I don't even realize the accomplishments <laughs> that I've made. Well, he is you gotta a, hear some of them. There are only, currently, 12 haute couture fashion designers in the world. You know, Jean-Paul Gaultier, you've heard of him, all oh, these yeah. famous... Ralph Stain is the 12th, hello, he's got a house on in Paris, he puts on two shows a year... That's this is, true. This is this is the real deal. This isn't like some farce. This isn't. We've got an we actual know. fashion this designer. This isn't someone we know who lives in our city. Ralph Stein is here in the studio. So we just have a. We want to talk to you about your life in the fashion world. Well, we for have a while. to get to know him first, Kyria. All Please. right, fine. Go ahead. Whatever. What, what two, two foods, foods best describe your, your genital, genital smell? smell? <laughs> and so. We'll get you warmed up a little bit. Kyria's going to answer first. Huh? What, yeah. mine or his? Yours first, so he kind of can, you know. 
All right. See, Beth, Billy, and I were recently at a coffee shop, killing time. One day, it was a, it was a, it was one of those days where like we woke up way too early. We'll we'll discuss this later. Why we were up too early? We just had like a whole day to kill because we were too we're tired, so tired to do anything else for the reason that woke us up really early. Anyways, so we couldn't do anything productive. So we had to like go from. One eatery to the coffee shop to an eatery for the whole day. We just sitting had to around. sit all day and just eat and keep <laughs> and having st- caffeine and staring out the window. Mm-hmm. And so we were staring out the window at people walking by, and we we developed this game about every person that walks by. You have to decide what two foods combined combined to make what the smell of their genitals are. So yours is like blueberries and watermelon. Ooh, I like that. It's real nice. Respect. Mm. So, mine is right, like that question answered. All right, you Chicken know, Huff. mine's like, um, um, you know, prosciutto <laughs> and rice um, and rice. Like, <laughs> so, uh, Ralph said, "What two foods in your diet best describe your genital smell?" Uh, similar. I, I was thinking Gruyere. And, Ooh. Um, cin- oh. and, c- and cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> what about burn the perm? Do you want to? Do you want to do your own general smell, or do you want us to? Not totally prepared. Uh, can can I just make a couple up? Um, no, this is two. the no. You can't make this up. We need the actual smell of your genitals <laughs> personified by two foods. <laughs> You can't make we this up. We will test you. <laughs> but, and yet you were ready to assign me a couple. <laughs> Kielbasa? Let's go with uh, let's go with butternut squash. Ooh. Sweet. And um sweet and buttery. Maybe um arugula? Whoa, fresh. Peppery. Mm. Olive yeah. oil. Ooh. Oh. Greasy. Greasy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, fruity. Um, all right. We're going to take a very quick cocktail refresher break. 